Bryce Miller rose to the occasion. Julio got on the board with his first bomb in a while. And the Mariners have themselves a series win over the Houston Astros. Let's talk about it here on the Locked On Mariners postgame show. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ahoy, sailors. It is Sunday, May 7th, 2023. This is Tidy Gonzalez and Colby Patnev for the Locked On Mariners postgame show. Thank you so much for making us your first listen after the game. Subscribe, like, and turn on alerts if you're watching on YouTube, or subscribe and leave a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform if you like what you hear. And if you're part of the crew and rock with us every single day, let us know in the comments below. And if you want to hear from us even more, please consider signing up for our Patreon by scanning the QR code that's right above my head. The link, as well as our social accounts, is also in the description of this episode three to one the final score from t-mobile park mariners beat the astros and take the first of four series they'll have with the defending world champions we'll be talking about the onslaught of traffic the mariners had on the base pass as well as jose caballero's little dust up with martin maldonado things almost got really interesting this afternoon but first colby all this week we've been talking about how you know this was going to be the real test for bryce miller after you know opened up his major league career with a very soft landing in oakland now he gets to face the defending world champions albeit with you know some guys missing but still this is a dangerous astros lineup nevertheless and i'm pleased to say that he passed this test with flying colors six shutout innings for miller five strikeouts just one walk two hits only six hard hit balls on the day, what made him so effective against this Houston lineup? Yeah, the fastball. Um, you know, as as we would have guessed, uh, we talked about this after his last outing. He threw 70% fastballs against the A's, and we were wondering, can he keep doing that against better lineups? Does he have to mix in the, the cutter and the slider more, uh, the changeup more? Uh, and the answer today was no, uh, because he was at 71% fastball usage. Um, on the day, but I think what's interesting or, or kind of a, a forgotten aspect of, of Bryce Miller's fastballs, it's not only a good swing and miss pitch today. It actually really wasn't, it was fine. He got eight whiffs on it, but those are the only eight whiffs he got all day. Um, but it's not, it's not only a good swing and miss pitch. It's a pitch that's really hard to square up and it's a pitch that's really hard to get the right launch angle on. Sure, you can hit a fly ball straight up in the air with a 100-mile-an-hour exit velo. Who cares, right? Hard hit ball, fine, but it's an out and a pretty easy one at that. So the four-seam fastball, because of its extreme spin rates, which, again, today was actually at the average of 26.31, which is about 70, 75, 60 to 75 more uh, mm-hmm. RPM than he generated in his last start. Uh, because of that and because of how he can locate it at the top of the zone or just above the zone, um, he's going to get a lot of fly balls. He's going to get a lot of balls that go straight up in the air. And again, it doesn't matter if you hit a ball 113 miles an hour, if the launch angle is 42 degrees, you know, and that's because guys are going to get under that pitch because it does not drop at the same rate as most fastballs. It stays up in the zone longer. It doesn't have as big of a drop. Gravity doesn't have as much control over it. Uh, and it's a very tough adjustment to make when, you know, 95% of pitchers average, you know, whatever, three inches of drop per blank blank and Miller's is at an inch and a half, right? That's just really hard to change your entire approach and something that worked all season for you for this one guy. It's hard. It's a hard pitch to square up and it's a hard pitch to get the launch angle right on. So 
just because he's not getting big swings and misses with it doesn't mean that it's not an effective pitch or that the Astros had a, a really good attack plan against the fastball. The only thing the Astros really did well against his fastball today is they were able to foul it off. Mm. They were just able to get a piece of it and, and knock it down the line and find a way to put the ball in play later in the at-bat. Uh, 18 foul balls on the fastball, 29 overall. It's pretty much the only thing that he did right, or pretty much the only thing that they did right. Uh, they didn't strike out a lot today, and that's because they're a good offense, unlike Oakland. So even with the fastball not being the big you know, swing and miss pitch like it usually is today, we saw a ton of infield fly balls. I think we saw three infield pop-ups three or four. And then we saw a couple of really lazy fly balls that barely make it to the outfield where the outfielders actually have to come in and make really good plays like the Jared Kelnick one and the mm. one that Julio had later. Um, so yeah, just a lot of soft contact, a lot of non-dangerous uh, balls in play, which okay. is just balls that are hit up in the air and, and they just kind of hang up there forever. Those are easy outs. Um, you look at Miller's, you know, out distribution today. I think he only had one ground ball out. It might've been two. But 18 outs and one is a ground ball, two is a ground ball. You're going to see a lot of that from Bryce Miller. You're going to see strikeouts, yes, but there are going to be teams that are going to be able to, you know, put the ball in play uh, with a little more regularity, but they're still going to pop the ball straight up. It's right. very hard to get the right launch angle on a pitch that doesn't drop like 99% of the other fastballs in Major League Baseball. So, again, Miller. Doesn't mean he can get away with everything. Doesn't mean he could just pipe a fastball at 95 and expect to get a pop fly. He still has to work the corners. He still has to be elevated or down below the knees. Um, and eventually he will need the cutter or the slider to start generating some swings and misses. But hey, we saw a couple of good ones today. It's not like it's a nothing pitch. We've certainly seen it flash average or above average, both of those offerings. Um, mm -hmm. And he today, one of the nice signs is he actually threw the, sl the slider only eight times. Uh, but he got three called strikes on it. He got four swings. Only two of those were put in play. And the uh, average exit velocity on that was 92. So right. the fact that he can flip the slider in there, get a called strike with it uh, at any point in the count, really, we saw him do it at the first pitch. We saw him do it 1-1. He can flip the slider. He can get a strike. It forces hitters to respect the off-speed pitch, which makes it a little harder to sit fastball against Miller. So... That's the recipe for success. Sometimes it'll it'll you know it'll be six innings and nine, ten, eleven strikeouts. Sometimes it'll be six innings and four or five strikeouts with a whole lot of weak contact. But at the end of the day, Miller's first two starts really impressive. And like you said, the circumstances really couldn't have been any different. Forty thousand yeah. more people at T-Mobile Park for this start than yeah. there was in Oakland for his first start against a much better team against the defending World Series champs. And he looked like he was up for the task. Harley broke a sweat. There really weren't even any, like, were there even any moments where you're like, uh oh, he might give up a run here? No, not it really. Never really came not up. Really. He just kind of cruised. Yeah, great T-Mobile Park debut for Bryce Miller this afternoon. Apologies, real quick, to our YouTube watchers if uh, my audio is desynced from my video. By the way, this uh, <laughs> this place that I've been house sitting at apparently it's uh, it's internet just can't handle us properly doing the show. And the problem is Colby can't even see it on his end. It's literally only until we uh, we get the video downloaded. Uh, so hopefully it's in sync. But if not, apologies for that. Um, two hard hit balls in Oakland for Miller. And then the six today, those are balls that are hit 95 miles per hour or harder. Um, that's amazing, really, when, you know, because, again, when we talk about guys that throw as hard as Miller does, 
you're naturally going to have a lot of hard hit balls off of you. And Miller's going to get got at some point. That's just going to happen. That's the way things go. But the fact that he is showing against good hitters, especially today, that he can generate consistent weak contact and get that fastball in on the hands like he did to Jose Abreu, or you can get it off the end of the bat, that's going to be huge for him while he still tries to kind of figure out how he wants to approach things with his off-speed stuff because he's still kind of filling that out right now. We we saw more cutters, more sliders. We we still only saw one change up today. Uh but it was there's still a great disparity between his fastball usage and the usage of his other pitches right now. So as that starts to balance out a little bit more, uh it's it's going to be interesting to see uh just how much he can live off of that fastball uh before he finds himself in a more comfortable place with the uh, rest of his repertoire but so far so good for Miller i especially really enjoyed seeing his approach to the two jordan alvarez at bats the first one he uh he goes slider 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 on all three pitches and jordan gets him for a rocket of a single into right center field but then the next at bat um that he sees jordan he goes fastball for called strike fastball for a foul throws a cutter uh and Jordan fouled that off and then fastball upper outside corner to get Jordan swinging and missing and it's not often you see Jordan doing that so that was yeah. uh that was a pretty cool moment for Bryce uh, 2783 on the RPMs on that pitch according to wow. uh according to pitching ninja so mm. yeah that's if you locate like that, it was right at the top of the line. It was actually a little more middle in, uh, but uh, it was right at the top of the line. And if you're throwing at that RPM, your swing has to be perfect to hit that. Yep. It's yeah. a really tough pitch to handle. That's elite stuff that we're seeing out of Bryce Miller. Yep. Uh, and it's uh, it's really exciting. Uh, it's really exciting because, again, he's kind of a one-pitch pitcher still. I mean, we did see some value out of his breaking stuff today, but... He's still not fully there. So once he gets there, I mean, sky's the limit for this guy. It's it's really exciting what we're seeing out of Bryce Miller right now. All right, so we're going to talk about the rest of this game. Good day for the offense, even though they only scored three runs. Also talk about the little spat between Jose Caballero and Martin Maldonado. Almost popped off. We were so close to greatness, Colby. We just couldn't push it over the finish line, alas. Uh, but first, before we get into all that, a reminder, this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by eBay Motors. If I could find the ad, that would be awesome. Here, let me... <laughs> Apparently, I had the other ad read brought up from, from last night. Here we go. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on ebay motors and with over 122 million parts to choose from you'll be back in the game in no time after all it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed get the right parts the right fit and the right prices on ebaymotors.com ebaymotors.com let's ride ebay guaranteed fit only available to u.s customers eligible items only exclusions apply let's sail actually this is the Locked On Mariners postgame show. Thank you again for joining us here after the Mariners' 3-1 to win over the Houston Astros. And would you look at that, folks? The Mariners 
have the season series lead over the Astros for the first time in what feels like for I honestly I can't remember the last time the Mariners led the season series over the Astros. It has to be like the Bo Porter era. I can't imagine it's been any no. of the last like five to seven years. Oh really? Oh we they were we ten do and have, nine. We do have numbers on that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yep. You're right. You're right. You're right. They did win the season series that year. I totally forgot about that. Shame on me. All right. So uh like I mentioned, good day for the offense overall. Uh well, in terms of getting traffic on the base pass, they 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 had a lot of hits. They jumped all over Brandon Belak in the first inning. Uh Julio with uh with a walk and then Ty France uh doubled uh to make it second and third, none out. But of course, this team is uh this team's on base awareness is uh terrible it's it's 20 grade it's it honestly breaks the scale it's zero grade it's negative 20 grade it's awful uh ty france just went full send on that little uh <laughs> bloop shot from, from jerry kelnick yeah. yeah he didn't even he didn't even look at it he didn't even nope. look at it he was just like no i'm going i'm going to third base i'm going to third base uh and so that ended that threat of course because you know when you have second and third no one out you know what the mariners are going to do like i said last night if you have been watching this team for the last five to six weeks you you can fill in the blanks there on that front <laughs> uh nevertheless they got 10 hits off of Belac uh today and um i and like i mentioned a lot of traffic they just weren't really able to convert i uh I don't have the final numbers here in front of me, but the last time I had checked, they were like two for 14 with runners in scoring position. They had like 10 guys left on base. I'm sure those numbers got gradually worse uh, since I I read that stat. Um, Again, apologies, don't have that right in front of me at the moment. But yeah, that part was rough. Decent day for Julio. Last couple of bats for Julio, though, with runners in scoring position, not good he grounded into a double play uh inning ender with runners on the corners and then he struck out with what first the second no one out yep not great but he did have the big home run uh which kind of set the tone in this game so overall decent day for julio and uh you know relative to what our standards for julio are and uh ty france seems to be back Maybe he had a really good series at the plate. Moronic base running aside, yes, Ty. Yeah, France, yeah, yeah, yeah. Aside from uh, that, multi multiple hits in all three games. Uh, had another double today. That was a scorcher right off the wall. So that's good to see. Uh, also, of course, hit by pitch because why not? Um, so yeah, <laughs> Ty barely grazed his elbow guard too. Yeah, I mean the if cheapest you're get hit, hit by pitch. Way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you take it. You take it. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, we take those absolutely. Yeah, 11 hits. Everybody in the lineup had a hard hit ball today. Everybody but Raleigh had a base hit today. Um, Raleigh, of course, stung the the 103-mile-an-hour grounder that uh, Jose Abreu couldn't handle, I'm sure. That contract's going swimmingly well, by the way. Um, so, yeah, everybody kind of contributed. Everybody kind of hit the ball hard. They just could not get that big hit, that that the dam breaker. They just couldn't get that one that one double in the gap, like they got the last few nights, they couldn't get that, you know, and look, that's frustrating, but what's probably more frustrating is guys on second and third bases loaded less than two outs. Somebody hit a fly ball for the love of God. You need runs in the worst possible way right now. Mm, Can somebody just hit a routine fly ball? 
to anywhere in the outfield and you're going to score a run like yeah good lord if you're not going to park a double in the gap at least do that at least find a way to get one run in in those situations and we've seen it and it's you know it's continued to kind of remain true for the mariners even as their offense has started to pick up a little bit they're going to get opportunities they're going to draw walks they're going to get guys on base they need somebody to come up and get the big hit because it seems like they're never going to get one. They're either going to get three or they're going to get none. And that's just (laughs) kind of where they're at right now. And you have to be able to manufacture a run as a worst case scenario. Mm -hmm. And Julio's going up there swinging out of his shoes still with runners on base. He's chasing bad pitches. He's not being patient. There's just a lot of selfish at bats coming from Julio right now. Um, Now, again, it does look like he's starting to, starting to turn a corner it seems like it because mm-hmm. every game he'll have a hard hit ball or you know he'll he'll hit a home run like he did today and you're like okay this is this is kind of starting we're turning here had a good at bat in the first where he took the walk and as they kept on trying to trying to get him to chase that slider off the plate and he just refused to do it and and you're like okay he's starting to get it he's starting to make the adjustment and then it's like two steps forward one step back and you're just kind of still in this constant mode where you're like has he broken out yet i don't know uh, but yes, it is good to see Ty France uh, go out there, do his thing again. Kelnick, his numbers are really starting to slide as we all knew they would regressing to the mean a little bit here, but he continues to find a way to help his team, uh, each and every day scored a another, run today, another a tasteful double. outing, another tasteful outing from yep, Derek just, Kelnick. Yeah. <laughs> just a little sprinkle in a little help here, you know, yeah, yeah, nice, yeah. nice diving catch in the outfield, yeah. double scored a run, yeah. uh, Eugenio Suarez couple knocks today that's good to see three hard, three hard hit balls. balls for him yeah, yeah. uh tay oscar didn't strike out today progress hey, look here folks you know don't look now but tay oscar hernandez's walk rate is up to 2.8 percent <laughs> oh my lord you imagine that breaks three offense will be unstoppable stonks baby stonks <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then of course jose caviero finds a way uh, yeah. to contribute like he always does Hopefully JP Crawford is okay. Uh, took a wicked uh, foul ball off of his knee. Ouch. Uh, stayed in the game, finished the game, which is good, but obviously yeah. there's a lot of adrenaline going there. So we'll see if he's in the lineup tomorrow. I imagine that's going to swell up pretty good on him. So, but yeah, like you said, it's a pretty good day. You just, man, if you, if you get that one hit, right. And think yeah. of all the times they had runners in scoring position, nobody yeah. out, a runner on. If you get that one hit, it's a blowout again. Yeah, the, the Mariners quite get it done. The Mariners won three to one. They could have easily won this game ten to one. Yeah, at the very least six, five, six, seven to one. It's just it's frustrating. But at the end of the day, make no mistake, the Seattle Mariners were the better team this weekend. Undisputed. That that's yeah. not really debatable. They were the better team from start to finish. They yeah. went two out of three, and the offense was plenty good enough uh in this weekend series to get that done. Uh, so yeah, take the, the uh, bad. all of their hits except for one was against, uh, Belak. They only got one yeah. hit off of the Astros bullpen. That was against Phil Maton and the yeah, seven no hard hit ball, no hard hit balls. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. How big that, is that, that, that Bach in the, oh, uh, in man. the seventh. Yeah. I mean, they were terrified of elite bases loaded hitter, JP Crawford, uh, sure, who like, is, you might as well give up one. Instead who's, of three, who's technically still perfect at the plate with bases loaded because of the balk, even though that sure. he, uh, what did he strike out? Struck or, out. Yeah, he struck sure. out. Uh, but the, the bases were unloaded 
by the end of that at bat. So it does not count against his four for four with 10 sure. RBI with bases loaded so far. JP Crawford comes to the plate with the bases loaded. They'll be unloaded by the yeah. time his at bat is over. That's all that's, I'm going to say. Uh, that's right. That's right. Uh, so the Mariners and the Astros almost had a little moment. Bases clear, benches cleared rather, and bullpens cleared out. Kind of, <laughs> kind of. Jose Caballero. I didn't expect him to be someone that would start anything with anyone, but here we go. Uh, so he, it, weird moment. Um, I forget exactly what Very. point in the game it was. It was it was midway uh, during uh, through fourth, the game. I think. I think it was the fourth inning. Yeah, and uh, he calls time kind of late. Uh, with uh, Belak about to throw, Belak ends up throwing the pitch a little hard. Seemed like he was frustrated. Um, and then there was some confusion as if there was, if the timeout actually like counted or so, I I don't know what was going on Basically, there. Scott Service came out and was arguing with Phil Cuzzy about right. something. My understanding, and based off of the replay and what other people were saying, um, is that essentially Caballero didn't feel like he should have had to use his timeout because he hadn't set in the batter's box by the time Blylak started uh, his yeah. motion. And so service went out there to say, Hey, he's got to look at him, right? He's got to look at him in a ready hitting stance before he can deliver the pitch. And cause he apparently agreed. So he did not charge, right. Uh, Caballero with a, with a timeout with his one timeout in that at bat. And that's kind of when tensions started to boil over in a really bizarre way. Like, well, yeah, it's, it, it is really bizarre because, all right. So, after that, after things get settled, Maldonado mm-hmm. starts talking to to Caballero. Caballero's uh, talking back, and they're right. and he's talking. It's back a conversation, then, yeah, yeah. And then he he gets set. He swings at the next pitch or or whatever. We get the next pitch, and all of a sudden those two come together. Now, whoever had the beef first, and it kind of seemed like Maldonado had the beef first, but I, I'm not too sure. But if that is the case why because your beef should be with phil cuzzy on that front right, right? like that, that I, don't, I don't think that was really caballero's fault in that moment right and we don't know what either guy said um so it's always possible you know it, it doesn't take much um yeah you're playing your division rival uh you're coming off of you know in maldonado's case a really rough game last night for your team and caballero was kind of the hero of last night's game so he's feeling good about himself and uh you know so you never know what, what got said in between, but it was just weird to me because I, I watched that and you know me, Ty, I'm definitely team brawl, team confrontation. Oh, like, we, we it's good. Yeah, yeah, we're we're all about it's, that. It's good for the game. I I didn't understand it. I was like, this doesn't seem like it rises to the level of like benches clear and the bullpens come in. It's like, no, this feels more like it's gonna know, happen at some point, by the way. Oh, like absolutely. this has been boiling well, over for last year. This has been boiling over for a, two years now. Remember when they threw a Gino last yeah, year? Yeah, they threw a yeah, Hector Neris kind of threw thing. a Gino after yeah. the home run from Julio. Right. Somehow Scott Service's fault, by the way. Yeah, um, yeah, of course. Yeah. It's never uh, dusty, and then obviously you know? and then obviously the Dylan Moore game. The Dylan yep. Moore game, yep. Brooks Rayleigh. They hit JP. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, they hit JP. Uh, and then Scott yeah, was yelling at uh what's uh what what's their bench coach's name? Lopez. Uh he, I don't know, he managed he managed the Managed one of the Whoever teams it is, in the WBC. Scott Scott would mess him up. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> like you do not want to to you know make Dad Scott Service angry. We all know what Dad strength is. 
Um, mm. And yeah, I just, I don't know. I thought that was whole weird too, because like, I didn't feel like it warranted like either side coming out of the dugouts, certainly not the bullpens. Cause it just, to me, that's where Cuzzy steps in and just like yeah. get in the middle of them, get back down, get back down, warning, warning, play ball. Yeah. Right? Om- so, Omar Lopez is who I was thinking of, by the way, yeah. he, he managed the, the Venezuelan team in the WBC. Okay. Yeah, they did very well. Good, but for he, uh, yeah, he and Scott have have some beef yeah, uh, with one another. So, I feel like that's this is going to get resolved at some point. This is something that we need to keep an eye on because it just it sure. feels like these teams really want to fight one another, or at least Houston really wants to fight the Mariners. But it, it, it kind of feels like Scott Service wants to fight the, the Astros. I, a I little would bit. put it. I would put it this way, right? The Astros uh, are trying to pick a fight. The Mariners sure. are just ready to answer the call. They're like, just keep on pushing it. Keep on pushing. Yeah. Find out. Mess around, yeah. find out. Yeah. I hope you got a guy with a cast on in your front row because that's your only shot to yeah. win this fight. Jesse Winker or not. Remember, JP was the one throwing the blows. And I don't know if you saw Tom Murphy at the end of that. He was coming right up to Jordan. He's like, I'm here if you want to start <laughs> something. Julio wanted the smoke too. I don't know if you saw Julio, <laughs> but they, they had to kind of hold Julio back a little bit. Like Julio bit. was it, it was just weird though, right? Like that yeah. should not warrant like any kind of like I, I kind of wonder like, if nope. something else happened over the course of the series that maybe, maybe like they were just waiting for a moment or, or something. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, it was just weird. Cause like, it's really me, weird. Yeah. To me, that was not worth being heated over. Like, yeah. Again, the, the issue you, to like, me, like if, if, if Maldonado is the one that started it now, it's possible that Jose like said something to him said or whatever. Yeah, and, we don't know. And then, yeah. But if Maldonado was just irritated by like, if he was taking exception to Caballero calling time late, which some guys do, whatever sure. and he did call time late like all right fine yeah, I, I get that um but again like i feel like his his issue should have been with phil cuzzy solely in, in that situation but yeah we'll, we'll never know what the full story is uh but what i do know is that these two teams it's it's not over <laughs> it's not over because this is this is going to be something that, that finally comes to a head at some point it has to it has to because you just sure. you have too much history now over the last couple of years the you know yelling back and forth from the dugouts this is the second time sure. the benches have cleared between these two teams and then obviously so you no have the ALDS yeah you, right. you yeah that's the big yeah it's the ultimate trump card that Houston has over you right now so yeah yeah it's just kind of interesting um i don't understand why Houston fans would try to downplay the rivalry rivalries are great <laughs> why wouldn't Rivalries you want to ride awesome. yeah yeah they're amazing so i don't know they'll try to downplay it they'll say caballero started actually they'll say scott service started it because apparently no they uh, they already have they already have they of course already have, have yeah, because yeah, they're yeah. idiots but yeah, yeah um yeah you know we'll see what happens there uh i they don't play each other again until july it's a really dumb schedule where by the way colby very interesting that no astros fans were present by my count in the comments of yesterday's episode because yeah, you know off looking their wings. You know, i mean but you know every time we posted an episode after the mariners lost the astros they came in droves it's really interesting that none of them showed up after a loss interesting curious hmm. it's almost like they're front runners mm. nah that can't they, be it that can't be it they're, they, they're they're classy winners yeah they are i'll tell you what they are they are as tough as their major league baseball team is in a fight Ah. fictional it's fake mm. it doesn't exist by the way that rats. offense that offense without altuve um it's not doing so hot right now it is pretty much i tweeted this earlier it's pretty much Jordan and tucker and then 
pray that you get something out of the other something seven guys. From somebody. Yeah, Bregman's yeah. kind of scuffling right now. Pena didn't have a great series. Nope. Scuffling a little bit. So Matt Brash made him look like a fool today. <laughs> By the way, yeah. goateed Matt Brash. What do what do we think on that front? Yeah. No. It's 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 not no. 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 That's... I'll say this. It's better than whatever is growing out of Jose Abreu's face. <laughs> That's gross. Bill Buckner okay. moment, by the way, for Jose Abreu. You mentioned that earlier. Contract, man, my lord. Um, yeah, I almost feel bad for the guy because, like, thank God it's a one year. It's a one year deal, right? No, it's a three year deal. Oh, is it a three year deal? Oh, three years, wow. sixty million dollars. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was one year twenty for some reason. I don't know. No, it's it's uh, three sixty. It's twenty eight. So. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, they like, are not getting anything I, out of him right now. You know, like, I don't think that guys just magically fall off a cliff and can never play baseball again. So yeah. I'm sure he'll turn it around to some extent, but he's 35, 36. So, you know, the start of a decline wouldn't really be that surprising. But yeah, obviously, you know, when they get Altuve back, you know, and they get apparently tomorrow, they're getting McCormick and, and Brantley back. Their lineup will be longer uh, yeah. and better, assuming they stay healthy. The next and Drew time Gilbert, play them. Drew Gilbert's uh having a good time yeah. down in the minors right now. And they seem pretty excited I'm about what he could potentially really not do. that worried about drew Gilbert to be, to be perfectly honest. Right. With you. Not yeah. a huge fan. I think he's a good prospect, but I'm not, I'm not afraid. Yeah, but, but, but he's a, he's an Astros prospect, man. He's going to come up. He's going to hit 320. He's going to play great. Yeah, so Jeremy Pena, and I don't care about him at all either. So yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't think we'll about the- Hugh at all. <laughs> that is a series win. Yeah, yeah. Boom. You love to see it. Yeah. Interesting. There weren't weren't any snippy little uh comments from the uh the Twitter page of the Houston Astros today. They just posted the score. Yeah. Hmm. What what do you think about the the Mariners social media taking the high road, not not giving it back a little bit? Yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah. I I, I yeah. think I think they should wait until potentially the Mariners are able to you beat them either- in the postseason. Yeah, you either have to beat them in the postseason or you have to like win the division yeah. uh, ahead of them to like really to even come close to making up for the the sweep in the playoffs. So yeah, yeah, just take the high road. We will continue to take the low road. That I have no issue doing for you yeah, guys. Yeah. But yeah, you know, eventually I would like some recognition for that at Seattle Mariners at Kevin Martinez. Just saying, I'm taking the low road for you guys, so you don't have to. By the way, Colby, I haven't told you this, but I'm going to make this announcement here on the show. Oh, no. Uh, Kevin Martinez is going to be joining us here on the Lockdown Mariners podcast oh, in nice. a, about a week or two. During the road trip cool. at some point. During the road trip at some Ask point. Ask him why he's doing a Funko Pop giveaway on a Tuesday. <laughs> Does yeah. he hate people who don't live in Seattle? I'll, 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 I'll be sure to ask. I'll be sure to ask. Yeah. And hey, maybe I'll get you there the you Funko go. Pop. Work my way in. You could do. Hey man, go look at that unboxing video we did on our personal YouTube channel. I got like a hundred views. Like right, right. That was good stuff. So Kevin, if you're listening, it's great, great thumbnail on that video. By the way, it was not. I'm pretty sure that's why nobody watched it. Peak art, in my opinion. (laughs) Yeah, send us some swag, Kevin. Like, what's up? Yeah, like we are the number one daily Mariners podcast in the world. That's right. We are the best damn Mariners podcast you can find on the interwebs. Yeah, five times a week, respect. and I mean, in this particular instance, seven times this week. Look at us. You're welcome. Going every single day, every single day this week. Yeah, yeah. Look You're at welcome. us go. Look at us doing stuff. All For right. The love of the game, too. That's right. Totally That's not financially motivated. Totally. For you guys. Because we love you guys. Sure.
<laughs> All right. Any closing thoughts before we get out of here? Go Mariners. Uh, keep the good vibes alive. You won six to seven. Let's go find a way to take a, a series from Texas who is swinging the bat really, really well right now. All right. Forks down up. Go M's. That's going to do it for our show. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Lockdown Mariners podcast. For Colby Patnode, I'm Tidy Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, that's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z, and Colby at CPAT11, that's C-P-A-T-1-1. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok as well over at Locked On Mariners. That's one word, Locked On Mariners. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. And thank you again for making us your first listen after the Mariners 3-1 to win over the Houston Astros. Have yourself a beautiful baseball evening, and we'll see you next time. Peace.